Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And the Giants signed some one-year deals. They got Bobby McCain, Jamison Crowder, Amani Oruwarie, and Tommy Sweeney. Justin, how are you doing? Bobby Skinner, hello. We're creeping up on draft month. Get excited. We know the schedule. Um, good day to be a Giants fan, man. And I say that. Because the Giants made a couple different moves over the last two days, getting these one-year deals, getting these kind of veteran depth guys, some guys with, you know, with like nearly or over a thousand snaps worth of experience on a year-to-year basis. It was at September, October, November last year that the Giants were making these sort of like kind of depth veteran moves in the middle of the season. And now I feel like these guys have the potential and we're doing it now instead of maybe in the middle of the season. So I feel good. We're filling out the roster. We're getting that number up to 90 to get the 90 guys on the roster for training camp. We're getting closer. Bobby Skinner, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, all these, all these guys bring their own thing to them, obviously on one year deals and most likely minimum contracts. They also have some negatives that we'll, we'll go through, you know, and I think they're all guys that, could be guys who play and get rotational snaps or and start if there's an injury, or guys who could be cuts in training camp depending on how this draft goes. So, yep, um, you know, but but definitely some talented guys that we'll all get into. Before we get into these four new players, Justin, this episode was brought to you by Peter Friedland. Hey, it's Friedland, Franklin, Justin. Who is this turtle? Peter went to Patreon.com/slash Talking Giants two dollars a month. Plus some other tiers. Hang out with us. Talk to us. Watch us record the shows live, um, especially during draft month. If you're, I, I, I find that a lot of our, some of our Patreon members, they're late owls. They, they like to stay up late. They like to put the kids to bed. They like to get home from work, eat the dinner, and then listen to some late night talking giants. Talking giants after dark, some might say. So during draft month, we're going to probably be recording most of our episodes in the evening because we got to prep during the day. Make sure that we have these notes right. So um, especially for these draft preview episodes, if you want some background noise during the evenings, we'll be talking these draft positions and all that stuff. Patreon.com slash talking giants, $2 a month. Uh, Bobby Skinner also does some giveaways a couple times a month as well. And if you join the ten dollar month tier, you'll get a couple. Ex- you get you already for the ten dollar month tier, you get five stickers. But for the next week or so, you'll get seven stickers because I'm going to send the Whoa. culture of violence and racing with it. So, um, so special special promo, and you get an extra raffle for a t-shirt. All right, Justin, we'll we'll go in order of these signings, and the first one would be Bobby McCain uh, coming over from the Commanders at five nine, one hundred ninety six pounds. He'll be thirty when the season starts. He is a safety slash corner. He's a deep. He's a defensive back. Um, you know, he's played corner in the beginning of his career with uh, with the Dolphins before moving over to the Commanders. 
2022, he split between deep safety and nickel, playing primarily nickel. But then the two years before that, he was basically primarily a deep safety, playing there 78% of the time over both those seasons. Uh, and that's that's where he's best at his position because he's a good athlete. He's fast, obviously, coming over from the cornerback uh, position. Uh and I see his value at deep safety and kind of deep safety alone. Like you can bring him down in nickel in some zone coverage situations, uh, you know, and, and man here in a pinch. Uh, but that's where I see his value. And that's where like, I think he could be even a slight upgrade over Julian Love as that deep safety in coverage. Um, no other areas, but in that area. Because um, again, he's fast. He's a good athlete. He understands the position well. He's not going to get. To, he's not going to be a deep safety that teams try and pick on and run post routes at. Uh, when you're running play action, he's going to know which route to go and try and cut off when you're, you know, bootlegging to the sideline. But again, I, I, that's where I find his value because in at nickel. He's fine in zone, obviously, but he struggles in man coverage. Like I, I in the film breakdown, I went through some reps of Richie James just totally saucing him in man coverage. Um, and then in the he has no box value at all. Like nickel, I, I'm not a big fan of him at the nickel corner, but in the box, he brings you zero value at all. He's five foot nine. He's not physical, and he's a bad tackler, so he doesn't bring you any value there. Um, yeah, every year of his career, he's had over a ten percent missed tackle rate. And it actually was his rookie year that his his lowest missed tackle rate was 10%. Um, the highest it was was in 2019 with Miami. It was a 25% missed tackle rate. He had 540 snaps that year, so it's not like he just didn't play. And then this past year, it was 13.5%, and he played 970 snaps. So he does miss a lot of tackles. Yeah, and he's just not physical at all. Like you put him in those box, like he, he wide receivers block him with pretty good, pretty like pretty easily. And if you're one of those, and that's why, I, and that's another reason why I'm not a huge fan of putting him down there in the nickel position, anyways, is because hey, like being a being a nickel corner in today's NFL, a lot of it is about how well do you play the run, you know, because they're playing in these nick, you know, in these light formations on defense, especially Wink Martindale, who likes to run a lot of DBs out on the field. Like you got to be a part of the run game, and McCain's just not good in that. Wide receivers block him pretty easily, even when he has an angle. But again, at deep safety, like he's their second best deep safety on the team right now, uh, in coverage after Xavier McKinney. Um, you know, like Pinnock, Pinnock has the ability to be that, but right now, uh, McCain is a better deep safety than than anyone on the team that's not named Xavier McKinney. Yeah, and what what I love about McCain the most, uh, you know, and this is with some of these some of these other signings too. These you know these vet minimum signings, his past year with Washington played nine hundred and seventy snaps. Twenty twenty one, a thousand snaps. Twenty twenty with the Dolphins, nine hundred and twenty three. Uh, then twenty eighteen, eight hundred and twenty three snaps. This guy has a lot of experience. Um, he has experience playing in a lot of different positions, like Bobby says. You know, maybe he doesn't play him very well. Um, interesting that you say that as deep safety. You know, hey, if McCain can make the team. I'm hoping that it could be a week-to-week plan. Uh, Wink Martindale showed last year that he is willing to be flexible and he's willing to run with two high safety sets. So maybe if there's a week where we want to have two high safety sets and uh, we can have Pinnock back there taking half-field responsibilities with McKinney because we feel Pinnock can feel co- we can feel confident that Pinnock won't be a, rel- a liability in half-field. But if you want to go single high and we want to put McKinney in the box, we want him on a tight end. 
Maybe McCain can be that single high safety. He can patrol there. He can patrol back there. And we can trust other guys like McKinney, Pinnock, Belton to play in the box, do whatever they need to do. So I'm hoping that they use McCain correctly. He said that he's going to come in here and, and he expects to compete for his starting job. But I hope he's used correctly and he's used to his strengths. And I trust that the coaching staff will utilize that. Yeah, I mean, right now, like you said, on a week-to-week basis, depending on what you're doing. But like right now, if you want to put McKinney more towards the box, McCain should be the starting safety. You know, if, if you're yeah. playing McKinney, McKinney the box, McCain's the best deep safety they have right now. You know, and he is a high IQ player, obviously coming from that cornerback spot and being moved around a lot. Like he he understands route combinations. Like a big part of the play action not working at all in that first Commanders game was Bobby McCain, like coming down from that free safety role and slamming down on some of the play action stuff they were trying to do. That paired with, I I rewatched that game as part of my film breakdown with him, and it really that was that was the game that really got me really mad at Mike Kafka during that three game stretch. But like he was he was a big part of that, so he understands that stuff, you know. And he had four interceptions. Here's the f- trivia: mm. four interceptions in 2021. One off Patrick Mahomes, one off Tom Brady, and then two off Jake Fromm. Wow. The last play of the Joe Judge era was a Bobby McCain interception. Wow. Huge. That, like that, like the guy's a part of history. He also had a pick six earlier in that game. Um, and I was like, wow. Like this, remember we watched this game? And it reminded me of the, the <laughs> most we epic. this game? The most epic fantasy football battle of all time between ah. me and Danny King, uh, where it literally will never get a battle like that before. Like at the halftime of the last game of the season, there was a point one point differential, and the lead changed uh, one, two, twice uh, in the fourth in the quarter. Four, in the fourth quarter of that game, four times in total of that game. So, um, anyways, it just, it just made me laugh that you said, "Remember that we watched that game." Yeah, that was yeah, that was the QB sneak game. Bobby McCain was a part of that, and again, yeah. the last play of the Joe Judge era was a Bobby McCain interception. So where do those, where do those interceptions come in 2021? Did any of them come at like a safety ish spot, or were they all like slot corner corner reps? Um, both two were at at slot corner, two were at safety. The the Tom Brady one was just an overthrow by Brady at deep safety. Um. I guess they were all safety besides the the because even the the pick six he had was in man coverage on Evan Ingram, which is like that's a safety position, not a nickel yeah. corner position. Um and then the one on Patrick Mahomes was towards the line of scrimmage, but it was a fourth and short. Like they crowded everyone run play action and, and Patrick Mahomes literally lollipopped the like got hit and the ball just flew in the hair. So none of the interceptions besides the uh the Evan Ingram pick six were impressive, you know, and that's why you don't look at interceptions when you're out valuing a cornerback, you know, or, or or a defensive back. It can be part of it, but it, interceptions are not created equally. Right. Um, you know, so the, the interceptions aren't really like what made you from 2021 like uh, successful. It's just he got to play a deep safety a little more and was more valuable at that spot. Yeah. I, I think a priority this year for – Wink Martindale and this Giants defense is to force more turnovers, but more notably, just force more interceptions. And I think, you know, we'll talk more about this when we talk about Amani Oruwari. Oh, no, that's not it. Oruwarie. We'll talk more about that. But Bobby McCain, each year of his career, the lowest 
past deflected totals that he had was 2019, and that was the year that he played the most, the, the least amount of snaps. So he had three passes deflected in 2019. Every year of his career, four, four PDs, six, seven, five, three, 2019, five, nine, and five the last, the last three years. So getting guys that can make plays on the football and prioritizing getting more interceptions and not just getting your hands on the football, but also coming down and catching the football as well. Maybe that's like a priority that we'll see maybe further enacted in the draft at the end of April, but that's what I would like this Giants defense to do more. And at least with these two acquisitions, these guys can kind of do that. Yeah. I mean, you have two, if you're just going off 2021, you have Amani with six, Xavier McKinney with five and McKinney with four. So we're going to get a ton of interceptions this year. Mm. Um, Probably not. All right, do you want to move on to Jamison Crowder? Let's move on to Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, the Giants also signed him on a one-year deal, five foot nine, one hundred seventy-seven pounds. He'll be thirty in season. So this past year for Buffalo, he only had six catches for sixty yards. Uh, one, he was injured, and I was talking with the Cover One guys, and they said that because of some injuries, he was kind of a little bit behind in the playbook. Obviously, with the Giants. You know, the verbiage and a lot of the stuff is the same from Buffalo, so that shouldn't be an issue with us. Um, and he is a smart player in general. Uh, this one's interesting, man. And we kind of have a log jam of slot wide receivers, but Jamison Crowder can play some ball. You know, like he's been a 50 plus yard per game guy for basically his entire career with a 67% catch rate. Um, and he's a really good route runner. Like he is still a really good route runner. You know, that doesn't go away totally with age now he doesn't have like the speed and burst to separate versus man coverage and because he's five foot nine he can struggle with press and, and struggle to get connected or disconnected from the corner but he is a really good route runner and again the giants will sl- like the giants wide receiver room has eight guys that are on active contracts not futures contracts right like slayton hodgins and colin johnson they're outside guys um, and then in the slot, and then Jeff Smith is Jeff Smith. And then you now you have Wandale Robinson, Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard, and Jamison Crowder as slot wide receivers. Two of those guys are coming off of serious injuries. Paris Campbell has inside outside flexibility. Jamison Crowder could, could not make this team, but he is, I think, can be a valuable player for the Giants. And we talked about Paris Campbell being the Richie James replacement. And I agree with that as like a, in a starter role, but Jameson Crowder can almost be the Richie James replacement as in going into training camp, a little lower on the death chart, a return guy, which yeah. the Giants need. And if guys go down, he can step in and you can be re- relied upon. Yeah, I was ma- I was going to mainly say, you know, punt returns. I, I know I'm a, you know. I'm a big-time special teams guy. He has 95 punt returns in his career, only returned two in between 2018 to 2020, but he had nine punt returns in four games with the Bills um, last year, and then he doesn't – I think he only has he only has three kick returns in his, in his entire career. So he's, so he's a punt returner. I just have a feeling, Bobby, I think Jameson Crowder is going to make the team simply because – other stuff and other people may go down in training camp because that's just how stuff works. I agree. I do think I do think Jamison Crowder makes the team. In a perfect world, he doesn't because right. then Shep's healthy, Wandale's healthy, obviously Paris Campbell, you know, Slayton Hodgins. Um, you know, maybe add they add somebody in the draft. So in a perfect world, he doesn't. But as we know very well that we don't live in a perfect world and injuries are going to happen, especially with a room that has some injuries. Now, 
Crowder has not been immune to injuries in his past either. You know, this past year battled with some stuff. Uh, missed some games here and there in previous seasons, not a ton. Uh, but again, like I, I like Jameson Crowder. Like he is a he's a reliable wide receiver. He is still a good route runner, even if it's just in the quick game stuff. You're not gonna you know target him deep down the field. Um, I like Jameson Crowder. I, I, I he's always been. Uh, I've always been a fan of his game going back to playing for Washington. You know, I I actually thought I I kind of wanted him in 2019 in free agency. You know, when they end up signing Golden Tate, I thought Jamison Crowder could be a good signing uh, for them. Um, Golden Tate was obviously a better player, but like Jamison Crowder was like was on like that 2019 watch list for me. Um, so he's he's a good player that can be relied upon, and if they have to play him, we're not panicking. No. No, another guy that has a lot of experience. 2019 had 122 targets. 2020, 89. 2021, 71 targets. Then obviously buried, you know, under the Bills, you know, with some injuries as well. Um, only 13 targets uh, th- this this past year. So yeah, they um, just picked. They basically picked Isaiah McKenzie over him, and and yeah, we're good. And then they they did a lot of different stuff. And again, the Bills playbook, just like the Giant Bills playbook, was more confu- like complex than the Giants what the Giants playbook became um, but again he's having that Bills playbook like a year of that is going to help with the transition and I, I mean that's Isaiah Hodgins has talked about that yeah he, like, for sure they when they got that when he got that first call from Brian Dable and the Giants uh, picked him up it's like you already know the playbook like get come in here ready to go uh, so uh, also Duke gang yeah isn't that crazy that Duke is tied with Georgia for the most represented college on the New York Giants? Yep. With Daniel Jones, obviously, now Jameson Crowder, which as soon as he signed, I was like, I remember Daniel Jones, Darius, or da- Daniel Jones, uh, Jameson Crowder, David Cutcliffe video, found it. Uh, Devery Hamilton, the offensive tackle, and then what's the corner we just signed his name? Leonard, Leonard Johnson. So yeah, now we they have we four. didn't talk about him. Yeah, he's a he's a camp body. They they signed him to a three year deal. It's like a that's a UDFA contract. Oh, okay. Bizarre. You don't that he, doesn't happen. This yeah, time he does. Year. It's a U, it's a UDFA, so it does like that's what a he never came on with a team, so he's an under he's he's just another undrafted free agent. Ah, uh, Roger. Towards, yeah, because didn't he tear his ACL? ACL? Yeah, yeah, got it. Got it. Um, talked about him. And then from Georgia, you have Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. Solomon Kinley. Yeah. Aziz. Aziz. Can you name the else? fourth? Can I name the fourth? Um, no, cannot. Lawrence Cager. Lawrence Cager. Of course. You used Cage to be like dog. five or six, and they, they get take him to Crowder take Crowder, yeah. screwed them. DeAndre Baker gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's gone. Isaiah Wilson gone. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have from Georgia? Lorenzo Carter gone. Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson, you, you still think he's uh, 375 pounds? I broke the news on Isaiah Wilson. People forget that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that he was fat. Yeah, as Isaiah Wilson is. <laughs> tough tough news break the, for Isaiah the, Wilson. The peak of Isaiah Wilson, like, this guy's insane, was insane. Like, dude was supposed to show up to the Dolphins after the Titans cut him after being a first-round pick one year later. 
and he's got Instagram stories of him like dancing on a car when the Dolphins are like, "Where are you, dude?" And then also the whole Isaiah Wilson thing uh, of us, of even us, constantly getting questions of, "Do we think Isaiah Isaiah Wilson can step in here and start a guard for the Giants?" He kept like, on the- missing practices and be like, "Oh, he's sick." It's like, no, he's not. He's hungover. And he's no, but, th- but look at sick. look at how far we've come. <laughs> It's some some practice squad, four hundred pound lineman who doesn't show up to practice. Do do you think he could start and step in at guard for a for a, a what what was that what was that guy's name from Washington that we signed off the practice squad from twenty twenty? He played next to Billy Price, Matt Skura. Matt Skura, can he come in and start for Matt Skura? No. <laughs> um, <sighs> what do you think happens with Richie James? Because he's still a free agent out there. He is he's... better than Jamison Crowder. Um, I think he's kind of stuck in a crappy free agent market. Because he I doesn't don't... want to sign for a minimum contract again after the year he had. And I, I agree with him. But I think teams look at what he did. And as impressive as it was, we talked about it in our wide receiver review. Is like He's also a product of Scheme and Daniel Jones like playing really well. Like, you know, like I, I think Richie James' success, he obviously had a big part of it, but it was a lot of it had to do with the scheme and Daniel Jones' success. You know, you put a different quarterback in a diff, in a worse scheme, like Richie James doesn't have the success that he had. So it'd be interesting to see what he had, what happens with him, because obviously you'd like, you'd at this point in their careers, you'd rather have Richie than him, Richie than Jameson Crowder. Um, and maybe that's what they're holding out for, but Braxton Berrios is better than Richie James, correct? Um, they're pretty damn similar. Yeah, he signed. I mean, one year deal with the Dolphins for three and a half million dollars, and I, I thought Richie James would be able to milk a three for twelve or a two for six. I thought he would be able to milk that, but I, maybe not. But I don't yeah. think it's going to be with the Giants. There's a lot of bodies right now, and there's there's that they're piling up in the Giants wide receiver room. We're talking about all these guys, and they're all going to make the roster. Why don't you read an ad, and then we'll talk about uh, the sixth interception in one season guy. Mm, we'll talk about him. Uh, hey, Bobby Skinner, do you want a better sex life? Yes, I do, Justin. If so, you're not alone. A lot of guys want a better sex life. Up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting to enjoy sex. But Roman... They're here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men, offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. You don't even need to leave your home. You don't even need to leave your couch. You don't even need to get uncomfortable, go out, feel embarrassed. There is nothing to be embarrassed about because Roman, they offer discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed in men with low T getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido libido that's a fun word you want that back baby if medication or testing is appropriate roman will send it directly to you and send it directly to your door everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals go to ro dot co slash jamboy today you get 20 percent off your entire first order that's ro dot co slash jamboy today bobby skinner you'll be glad you did a sean robinson 
Yeah, I don't I don't believe you that you're telling me this. You, you, Go look you, at you Jordan Renan's tweet. You went up. You went up. You got up. Um, I'm looking at it right now. And Adam Schefter. You went up. You got up. And you said, oh, I'm going to prank Justin. You're, you're, I don't see it. Nope. I've been scrolling. Go look at for, your, you don't have tweet notifications on? No, I don't have tweet notifications on for anybody. That's why you're always late. That's why you don't know this news. I hold on. Let me publish the film review. No, you there, no, you're 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 fooling me. I hate that you don't fall for it. This is really disappointing. Mm-hmm. No, it's the I, first time ever. They wouldn't do that to us at ten o'clock at night. The Giants did sign cornerback Amani Oruwarie. We're just going to call him Amani or Amani a warrior or second like best that. Amani in franchise history. Summer sign. This is an interesting signing. Like no matter which way you slice this, this is interesting. He's six foot two, two hundred five pounds, twenty seven years old. Was a two thousand nineteen draft pick by the Lions. We actually talked about him on our twenty nineteen cornerback draft preview. Wow. This last year was flat out horrible for him. You know, he got benched by the Lions, who were not a good secondary at all, not a good defense at all. Uh, you know, he gave up. 39 catches on 52 targets, 504 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. The year before, gave up about, you know, uh, like 58% of his passes, 582 yards, two touchdowns, but six interceptions. And these were some really good interceptions in there, too. Like a couple tip, you know, a Lamar Jackson duck and a Justin Fields ball that got tipped. But these were some good interceptions that he made. So, the film breakdown on him, there's things to like about him that will fit what the Giants want to do. And there's also things where it's like this guy could also be unplayable and a liability on the field. And it'll be interesting to see what they get out of him, what the plan is for him. Because obviously at 6'2", he is a long corner. And he's best in press situations, whether that's press man or press zone. That is when he's absolutely his best, and he, once he can get hands on guys, he does well. You know, there's reps versus Isaiah Hodges where he did really well against him, uh, getting hands on him and staying connected uh, through him. Uh, and it, that with that, he has good ball skills. Like he's not lucking into these interceptions. He has a lot of pass breakups. Like he knows how to play the ball well, which is a skill, which is an underrated skill by cornerbacks. Whether uh, you know, there's been there's receiver, there's corners who can be solid in coverage, but they have no ball skills and they can be targeted and and exposed that way. With that being said, when he's in off coverage, he's horrible, like flat out one some of the worst cornerback film I've ever seen in my life, like making the 2019 Giants corners look good type uh, type film, you know, like getting to his, he just because he can't really hang with guys deep and he can't. Like, he doesn't have good recovery speed. He will play off, and he'll bail, and guys will just play games with him. And and he'll they'll, it'll make it, he'll make it easy if they want to run your standard dig or curl route or comeback route. And if you want to work a double move, it's so it's it's easy to get his hips turned one way and move the other way and be wide open for big plays. So, uh, we believe we have one of the best DB coaches in the NFL in Jerome Henderson. We believe yeah. we have a coaching staff that will play guys to their strength and a defensive coordinator who likes to play press, press, which obviously Amani, that's what he's best at. But he also could be unplayable 
Because, I mean, I'm telling you, man, these are some of the worst reps I've ever seen. Like, disgustingly bad. Like, this is not a good player at all. And again, he got benched by the Lions for a reason. You know, um, they didn't bench him coming off of six interceptions just for fun. So if they can kind of get him back to that 2021 level, which was not even a very good corner, just a corner with good ball, with good ball production, which matters. We'll see what they can do with him. But there's, like, he, he really struggles to match your mirror from the release. Like if he basically if he doesn't have hands on you, he's a bat he's a flat out just bad, bad cornerback. Yeah. Theme of the episode. Giants getting some guys with some experience. Uh twenty twenty logged a thousand twenty eight snaps. Twenty twenty one logged nine hundred thirty eight, and twenty twenty two logged four hundred and seventy seven snaps. And the games in which he was active and the games in which he played, so about fourteen. The snaps that he was eligible to play for, he pay, he played in 50% of them. Uh, Bobby talked about making plays on the football. Obviously, you know he had the six interceptions in 2021. Also had seven pass deflections. 2019, or excuse me, 2020 had seven PDs, and then this past year, no interceptions, three PDs. So uh, let's let's take away talking about Amani Oruwariye. Got it. Let's take away talking about him for a second. Just talk about Wink Martindale's defense in general, because obviously this, you know, uh, this Oruwariye signing isn't going to change anything drastically about the whole defense. Do you think Wink Martindale wants to play more press man this year? Do you think he played it as much as he wanted to in 2022? No, I don't think he did play. I mean, they obviously they transformed towards the end of the season. Yeah, uh, like that's what they want to do is play press man. Like Wink didn't change overnight, and like I'm not going to be a, like uh, you know what I'm not big on press man or blitzing. That's what he wants to do, which is when Amani's at his best. But even there was times where it's like they were in co- like the Lions were running cover zero blitzes on third and tens or third and fifteens, right? And you have to kind of play some off coverage in that because if you don't. You know, they're the quarterback is going to pick, you know, like pick a side and hopefully someone beats press. That's where like guys like Tyler Lockett, like put this guy in a total blender. Yeah. Um, And even like Darius Slayton and stuff like that, you know, and there was times where it was third and 15, second and 20s that were getting converted because of his play. So, uh, but at the same time, like you could see this guy finding himself a role on the Giants because Adore is really the only established outside corner on the team like flawed is a big question mark on just where he's going to play in general like do they put him in the slaughter or that do they envision him playing on the outside you know because out of the last three slot corners the giants have drafted with him robinson and darnay flawed is the one we both agreed like this guy could play on the outside and and be good out there i think robinson robinson we thought could play out there but just it's not the good career path for him darnay was an absolute cannot play him on the outside at all type guy um Funny enough, Darnay was the one who played outside of college out of the three. Like, they don't really have anybody there. Now, obviously, the draft is coming up. And, again, I, I'm i not going to look at minimum contracts and be like, what does this mean for the path of the team? Yeah, right? nothing. But, if they're, but, if they're, but it also could if they are not coming out of the first two rounds for the corner. Which, again, I know everyone's, like, talking about what position. Because the Giants don't have a top ten pick, we're not talking about players anymore. And we're talking about positions. Remember. We are looking to get the best player that's available with logic that makes logical sense. Like right. we're not taking an offensive tackle. We're not going to take a running back. We're not taking a quarterback. We're looking to get the best player available. And the Giants should not force a need with their first pick, their second pick, whatever. Like need matters, but you don't need to force it. Like Amarni 
uh, Amani could end up starting for this team the same way Fabian Moreau started for this team, you know, and he has experience starting the cor- uh, at cor- starting multiple seasons at cornerback, having some good ball production while struggling. Like he could also be a starter for this Giants team too. Yeah, and like I said at the top, and I think Amani uh, fits this designation perfectly. This could have been a move. Maybe not even a move because maybe he's just securely on a team. Like he's been secure. You know, he's kind of been, uh, even though they sat him, he's been on the Lions, securely on the Lions for the last couple of years. So wouldn't even be eligible for, you know, the Giants to pick him up in the middle of the season. This is a depth move that would have been made in September or, you know, post 53 man cutdown day in September, August, October last year. Instead, it's being made now, before training camp, so these guys can actually have an entire training camp, have an entire preseason. Somebody, It can allow the room to, somebody's going to get hurt, somebody's going to go down with an injury, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and then this guy can step in and have an opportunity to see if he's worth it or not. That's why it's cool that this has happened now, and not like last year, where it happened in the middle of the season. Right. Right. Um also, what you don't want to do in the middle of the season is not shave. And mm. if you haven't already heard, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Plus, they've now launched the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Wow, they're going to whack your weeds 2.0. Forget about it. Manscaped now has a brand new nose and ear hair trimmer. Wow, I could actually use that for my ears. My ears get hairy. You know, I'm not a get a haircut every few weeks guy. I'm like a get a haircut every month and a half and make it count guy. Um, your ears get hairy. I mean, they're not like old man hairy, but they get hair on them. Like whenever I get a haircut, trim trim out my ears. Wow. Time for you to upgrade your toolbox by going to manscaped.com and using our code GIANTS for 20, uh, 20% off plus free shipping. That's huge. Shipping can be really a pain in the ass. The kit starts with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer that has a rotary wheel that gives you, uh, gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's actually really cool. The Pro Kit also comes with beard shampoo and conditioner, Manscaped's beard oil, and cap it off with the beard balm. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors or scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Also try Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 for the full body grooming experience. The Performance Package 4.0 now comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all the other below-the-waist grooming products. So get 20% off and free shipping with our code GIANTS at Manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You'll be glad you did. Mm, agreed. The Giants sign... Tight end Tommy Sweeney from the Buffalo Bills. He was a 2019 7th rounder for them. Six foot five, two hundred fifty-one pounds, twenty-seven years old. Has eighteen career catches for one hundred sixty-five yards and one big touchdown in that Tuesday night Titans versus Bills game. You remember that in the COVID year? Um, there's not much to add on this guy. He's not a receiving threat at all. He is a blocking tight end. Uh, so right now he would be competing with Chris Myrick for tight end three. I don't like that because uh, we're a Chris Myrick show. And we need the talking giants versus the world curse to die. Which Thomas gave us a shout out, but he was supposed to tweet at talking giants versus Never the world. Never did. Like it, though. 
Yeah, he, he gave us a shout out, no doubt. But it's like we need the talking dinosaurs to world tweet to break this freaking curse. Um, so he'll be used as a blocker. He didn't really have any H back reps, like a, a couple here or there. Um, you know, in that fullback spot. So I think that gives Myrick a little bit more security because he's played that role more comfortable in it. But Sweeney is a good inline blocker. He's been used in those situations uh, pretty regularly. Like that's what he's been used as. Um, and since since his rookie year, he's basically only been used in that, where it's like that and some block and release stuff. Where in 2019, when they played him, they actually let him move down the field and he had some big catches uh, for the Bills when that Bills that Bills room was very young and and bad. Uh, you know, John Brown, you know, Dawson, rookie Dawson Knox, rookie Tommy Sweeney. Uh, so that's, that's what he is. This is a, this is a come in and fight for tight end three, uh, type signing. That was my nickname in high school, young and bad. Who is the better blocker naturally? Uh, Chris Myrick or not, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, H back, just who's the better inline blocker, Chris Myrick or Tom Sweeney? Um, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I've like went in depth on Tommy Sweeney's blocking reps. Yeah, you know, I talked to the Cover One guys about him. So, but I'm just gonna lie and say Chris Myrick. There you go. Okay. All right, sold. So, uh, can we do a quick exercise? Chris Myrick these... has more touchdown catches than him too. Agreed. Can't deny that it's a fact. Uh, can we do a quick little Chris exercise? Chris Meyer can't be stopped. Tommy Sweeney, I clipped up every single catch in his. Yeah. And the people were saying the guy cannot break a single tackle for the life of him. Chris Myrick has broken all the tackles. I want to do a little exercise. Out of these four guys, do we want to make early predictions? Who makes a team? Who doesn't make the team? They don't matter now. Yeah. Um, but I want to do it. I'm going to say... Bobby McCain definitely makes the team. Yep. Amani. I'm going to say he makes the team. And and Crowder makes the team. I think three of I think the first three guys are going to make the team. And then Sweeney does not. If everyone stayed healthy, I would say Crowder probably doesn't. Um Yeah, I don't think Sweeney makes the team. And that's not even like a Chris Meyer thing. I just don't think Sweeney's going to make the team. Um, cause you have Lawrence Kager in there too. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think these three of these four are making the team like, cause Crowder, it's like, you can't ignore the injury issues with the slot, other slot receivers and, and Crowder is a solid player in the NFL McCain, the safety with the loss of Julian Love. They kind of need him. Um, they need, need that guy. And then Amani again, cornerback is right now at cornerback. We have a Dory Jackson. Cordell Flott, Aaron Robinson coming off of a huge injury, Darnay Holmes, who could, Darnay Holmes could be a surprise cut, by the way, because he got that, um, that contract raise for, you know, uh, you know, reaching a snap share in his first three years as a day three pick. Um, I don't think he would be, but he's a candidate. He's definitely a candidate. Are there any more cornerbacks on the roster besides those four? Yeah. Um, so you got Flaw, Aaron Robinson, Darnay Holmes, Adore Jackson, Who else? Um, Nick McLeod, McLeod, and who else? There's, there's, I think there's one more. All right, go ahead and check because this is 
This is this is low key big. Zion Gilbert, I mm. guess that counts. Leonard Johnson. So, but but those are guys on on futures on not real contracts, right? Rodarius. Rodarius is the other ah, one. Ah, Rodarius Williams. Wow, he he called out the team for not playing, and he and he made it. So far, still here. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb. This is 65% me wanting to be different. 35% I kind of believe it. I don't think Amani Orourier is going to make the team. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't be shocked by it. Like, because they could draft some people there. And, yeah. And I'm thinking again, a draft. Again, I'm there, hoping. there's times where that Amani is like, as much as we want to talk about the ball production, it can be better impressed. This, he can also be a, I'm telling you, a liability. Some of the worst cornerback film I've ever seen, unfortunately. I'm feeling, and I'm hoping, a cornerback heavy drift. Because I think it's a, it's a very, very good cornerback class. And I think the Giants should take advantage of it. Yeah, I want a guy like Darius Rush um, on this team. Which, talking about Darius Rush, is like, is he a Monty 2.0? Uh, <laughs> really? You know, <laughs> Possibly a you know a first round pick. I can I'm probably going to land a, at cornerback with the first round pick. Um, yeah, I mean cornerback should be a position that's addressed, obviously. So, all right, Justin, do you have anything else we end this episode? No, no, I don't. I don't think I do. Uh, get excited for for draft month. Uh, do you want to give a preview until into the talking giant schedule next week? Yeah, so most likely we'll have a mailbag out on Tuesday, and then we will have either on Thursday or Friday we'll have. Our annual mid-round draft prospect with Nick Filato, which last year broke the streak of us always talking about a player that ended up on the Giants, unfortunately. But again, that's some good stuff. I love talking mid-round stuff with Filato, and we can really, you know, pick and pick and prod right. at, at. But these now guys. Nick, now Nick has a year of knowing the tendencies of what Joe Shane. Likes so now I feel a lot more confident that Nick Filato is going to come in here and and give a hit on. Who the Giants are going to draft? Yeah, yeah. Let's so let's let's make it three three out of four years. So that'll be out next week, and then uh, we'll we'll tweet out the draft month schedule um, later in the week. And there might be a uh, a surprise mm. because because draft month is starting on a Saturday. We might have a little surprise to kick off draft month. So we appreciate you guys. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Tuesday. Until then, let's go big blue.